Welcome to On the Wet Coast, a podcast about sexuality and ethical non-monogamy of every variety. We talk polyamory and swinging, monogamish and open relationships, from dirty, dirty sex to heartbreak. We share our personal experiences and philosophy, observations and theories, what works for us and where we fucked it right up. Join us on the wet coast. You can tweet along with us, hashtag on the wet coast. You can follow us on Twitter at wet coast cat, that's cat with a K, at serious flick at on the wet coast. You can email us info at on the wet coast.com. We should make it very clear at the beginning of this podcast that we are indeed all sitting around drinking mimosas in our underwear at uh, the conclusion of a lovely triad weekend away, which was our first attempt at something like this. Yeah. And it seemed to go pretty damn well. Yeah, we're all still alive. We're all still alive. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. The only crying that happened was like ecstatic crying. Yeah. So that's a positive sign. Mm-hmm. Right. Epic orgasmic crying. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So yeah, this yeah. seems to have worked pretty well. I think so. so so we may actually, you know, know what we're talking about <laughs> as we come into this podcast to talk about triads. <laughs> we're now officially experts. Yes. Yeah. And every word we say should be taken as yeah. gospel. It, indeed. We are yes. expert level triad people. <laughs> um, when in fact, we have been doing this for about six months <laughs> for the first time ever. And uh, yeah, we're, we're having a good time. But uh, your mileage may vary. so today on the wet coast we're talking about triads and uh, we have invited our awesome girlfriend iris to join us today and she's been generous enough to uh, come on the podcast and talk with us about this unique and awesome and strange and fun and challenging relationship style um (laughs) and we met iris thanks to life on the swing set and uh, one of their awesome hosts pointed her our direction and we just yeah we hit it off like a very sexy house fire i would say i would say so <laughs> so I think much to everyone's surprise much to everyone's yeah. surprise so welcome iris happy Hello. to have you here and maybe you would like to tell us a little more about your background in non-monogamy <sighs> and relationships and that sort of thing Okay, um, so I have been married to my husband Nicholas for almost 14 years now, and we're coming up on, I think we're actually probably just past the one year mark of opening our relationship, which has been amazing for us and also very challenging, but overall pretty fucking awesome. Yay! Yeah, um, we have two young children. Our first experiences in non monogamy kind of went up in a blazing bonfire of disaster and <laughs> and uh, it was kind of coming off of that that I met the two of you mm-hmm. um and that's been a vastly different experience Yay. <laughs> um, my husband has a serious partner who I'll call Diana mm-hmm. and um their relationship has been going wonderfully so he's got that going on in his life and I'm also involved with another couple um who I won't talk about because that's not their thing they're more mm-hmm. private with social media type stuff Absolutely. but um yeah so it's been a busy year yes it <laughs> definitely has been yeah so you're real you're you're a real veteran in triads oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i mean that was such a funny context to end up in this relationship because coming out of my first you know my first sort of non-monogamy experience i was pretty much thinking 
was that classic, yeah, I'm, I'm not cut out for this. I'm never doing this again. I'm certainly yeah. not getting involved with anyone on any kind of serious level. And I am absolutely never getting involved with a couple ever again, yeah. which <laughs> is just like catnip to the universe, right? Yeah. Like, don't say those things. Yeah. <laughs> So, or maybe do say those things because it's worked out really well. But. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> into triad relationships. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So that's that's really sweet. Yeah. So we appreciate you uh, joining us and and talking about that because it was something we were fairly conscious about in in podcasting that we've encountered. Is there's certainly discussions uh, with you know about triads and that sort of thing, but it tends to be from the point of view of the couple if it is that sort of formation for the triad and <laughs> some very thumpy people outside um you might just need a throws in the washing i think machine. it's the laundry yeah. okay yeah <laughs> we did go through a lot of throws we did yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah so we wanted to make sure that we were including your point of view mm-hmm. so that uh there was there was the voice um that wasn't just yeah, yet another couple talking about yeah. uh, about their triad. So, mm-hmm. although I should um, give a shout out to Cunning Minx of the Polyamory Weekly podcast because yeah. she um, is, I guess, the third in a that's true polyamorous triad. Although I don't think she defines it that way, but has done some great podcasting on the topic of triads from that perspective. So that's yeah. an awesome resource if people are looking for more yeah. from that perspective. Yeah, it is a, yeah. a fantastic one. Yeah, I wanted to to uh, throw a couple of uh, just claimers uh one is is that um you know we we're we didn't do this podcast so that we could brag about being no triad. <laughs> no that's just like asking for asking for trouble yeah um and the uh the other thing is that is that you know uh we we don't we don't um we don't claim to know everything about this you know we're we're just talking about sort of our experiences and our ideas about it and you know, uh, other people's, um, other people's needs and, and perspective may differ from this. So, uh, you know, if we come across as, you know, kind of biased or heavy handed in any way, you know, my apologies for that. I do acknowledge that, you know, I'm, I'm not the, the, uh, the final authority on triads or open relationships. Absolutely. And we are coming at it from the specific perspective of, a long-term married couple who met a sing or not a single, not a single, <laughs> not at all. Um, <laughs> met a suburban soccer mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who met a woman, and the three of us, you know, decided to embark on a journey together. Oh <laughs> we have to drink every time someone says journey. <laughs> all right, cheers okay. to that. Cheers. cheers. Yeah. So yeah, so we are coming at it with that bias. We have not done it any differently than this so our knowledge on that is uh, exceptionally limited and you know we acknowledge that yeah we're talking from our experience not from our deep-seated and you know multi-decade place of wisdom (laughs) no not at all and also from the place of people who are not looking for this right you two are not looking for a unicorn no if you had been i never would have contacted you (laughs) (laughs) as i'm sure you're well aware yeah yeah We'll talk about unicorns and unicorn hunting a little, a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe we should define a few terms. Sure. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, what, what is a triad? Three people coming together in a relationship. Sometimes people use the term dyad instead of couple because it, it mm, kind of creates. Like yeah. 
to, to kind of, so that there's not that distinct, you know, heavy distinction yeah. between a quote real relationship, right. which is a monogamous couple versus, you know, a, a, a triad or, or a quad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I was actually thinking about this, you know, how, do, do triads really ever form except out of a, a couple? I was wondering that as well. Like, is, is that, is that, you know, logistically really realistic? Like, you know, maybe like one in a million or something, but. Like for three people to to meet each other simultaneously. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that seems, I'm sure it's happened, but it seems extremely unlike, um, you know, unlikely just yeah. because what are the chances? Yeah. Three, three people that hook up on Craigslist or something and yeah. uh, just like really hit it off. I, I, yeah, I, guess I suppose. That could I suppose happen. That's, I suppose that's possible. Or at a sex club. Yeah, at a sex club or, or something like Desire. Yeah, yeah. an orgy. Um, yeah. That uh, they're just like, wow, we should do this a lot. Um, Maybe but, you could tweet us. If yeah. you if you have managed to triad up without, you know, expanding a dyad into a triad. Yeah. Uh, or a I'd larger like, number. Or, or, who knows? Maybe or, it's or, like a quad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at On the Wet Coast, um, yeah. we would definitely love to hear from you about that um, and any of your experiences. And really, any of you who want to tweet us and, and tell us about mm-hmm. your your experiences um, or email us, info at onthewetcoast.com. Uh, we're always very, very interested in what other people do mm-hmm. and uh, know that we're not just like yelling into the void when we're, uh, <laughs> when we're doing this. So yeah, it's great to hear from you. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see it happening in a situation like coming out of something like the Lady Bang that we did. It's possible that people who hadn't met each other could yeah. just be like, wow, we have amazing chemistry and maybe start, you know, meeting up first yeah. as fuck buddies and ending up developing a relationship. Yeah. So it's, it's feasible, but I've certainly yeah. never heard of it. So yeah, let's talk a bit more um, about the fact that it is three individual mm-hmm. people. You know, again, we are coming at it from this sort of dyad plus one, but it is three individual people with specific wants and needs and every person in the group is unique and real and that is something that you know really acknowledging everyone's like autonomy and individuality individuality is so important because it can especially when you're coming like couple plus one um, it can become this thing where there's the couple privilege that, you know, exists because you, you were going to have that developed relationship and a lot of shorthand, um, with communication and experience and knowledge of each other's bodies and like so many different mm-hmm. things that are just inevitable because you've spent concentrated time with, with one of these people and then there's someone that you don't know as well and you have to figure all that shit out together. Um, but really making sure that you're treating um, your your bonus person. <laughs> um, and it's like, I hate third or like, I don't I know. know. There's, there's well, third, you could just say well, the third person. It's the new, rather than it's the the new person, it's the new really. Person. The new yeah, person. Um, the noob. The noob. <laughs> um, you know, Welcome to this relationship, noob. <laughs> oh, gosh. As you know, as a person, as opposed to as a pe- as a number, as an equation. Yeah. So that is something that we really you know want to emphasize, and and we've done our best to do, and I'm sure we fail at sometimes. But that is a really yeah important part to yeah to keep you know someone feeling really valued. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the concept of a triad is a construct that yes. has been created as a shorthand yeah. to make it more efficient to talk about certain aspects of three people who are all yeah. in a specific type of relationship together. Um, but that construct is not the people. Yes. It's not a geometric equation or like a pie chart where you can just insert a wedge, right? Yeah. I think there's a quote in More Than Two that's saying about, um, you know, you're looking for a relationship, not spare parts. Yes. And I think because of the way this relationship formed, that's very much been a fundamental aspect of it. Like, I don't go around thinking of us as a triad for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that that's a pretty easy trap to fall into, just thinking about the construct and what it should look like or what the problems of a triad are rather yeah. than these are just three these are three individual people yeah who are figuring out how to relate to each other yeah and every time you get three different people they're all gonna they're all gonna be different yeah and every yeah. version of the relationship is going to be completely different mm -hmm. and, and sometimes in triad situations like the three of us it is kind of a triangle each of us has a relationship with mm -hmm. the other both an emotional relationship and a sexual relationship with right. the other. Um, other formations can be more of a V, where yep. there is kind of a, a central person or a fulcrum, um, and they have relationships with two others, but the... Those two aren't um, sexually or romantically involved, yeah. or, if, or you know, the, there's all kinds of variations. Yeah. I mean, you could yeah. have a situation where there's peripheral sexual or romantic involvement between yeah. two of the partners. Or, or they might not even know each other. Yeah. Um, can be, That's can entirely be another thing. So, I mean, yeah. But, you know, is, is, a, is a V where the, the unconnected points don't have any relationship, is that a triad? Yeah, I guess not. I th I think I know. you know it's I probably I, just two separate relationships. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's just you know like uh, that's just a yeah it's two it's two different relationships. This is one of those things where the yeah. definition like does it even really matter? Does I mean, it it, really each relationship matter. is so unique, right? Like I could say that I could say that I'm in a V with with my husband Nicholas and Diana, his girlfriend, who I am only just getting to know and have a completely platonic relationship mm -hmm. with, um, or one of my other partners, you know, lives in a V relationship. Um, but the specifics of how each of those relationships play out is, is yeah. so different as to make the definition almost yeah, useless. Almost yeah. Yeah. It's, so, it's shorthand. Yeah. yeah, I was, I, I was going to ask the question, you know, what, what do you think the difference is between a triad and, you know, three people that like hooking up? And, you know, mm. and, and I'm... Yeah, I was and, thinking about that too. But, but I don't, I don't know there's a real answer to that, right? No. Like, you know, I, th I think it's, at, you know, at whatever point you decide that you are in a relationship, you know, I, mm -hmm. I don't think that there's, there's any, uh, you know, sort of definition or milestone that we can impose on people. I think no. it's whatever no, they decide no. it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and I think for, for me, it was the feels. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's part of living this unconventional and unmapped life is we both get to and suffer from making our own definitions and decisions mm -hmm. and descriptions of what the heck we're doing yeah. And, yeah. and even figuring out when you need those things. Well, and, and is tricky. I, I don't know, I don't know how, uh, how the two of you would feel about this, but I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like we were, uh, we were a triad from the beginning, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, even before before we we were sexually involved, it was like the the connection. It was not 
it, it was not just like a casual thing, you know, it, it was, it was always, you know, really quite intense mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know, so it was, yeah, it was, it was much more like that situation where you, as a singleton, you, if you went on a, out on a date and there was sparkage, like right from the beginning, you, mm -hmm. you would feel that there was, there was a relationship there and it's just growing and developing. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. That's what it felt like for me. And so, yeah, although we, we sometimes use the term, though more jokingly than anything else, <laughs> you know, there's the, you know, the, the idea of the unicorn, um, yeah. which, you know, I, it, it can be useful shorthand I, and, you know, being able to say like, oh yeah, I unicorned with this couple or I was the unicorn in this situation. You know, I can say that and, and be comfortable with saying that in those situations, but it can be a term that is is quite degrading or dehumanizing for someone who feels that. Yeah. So, um, and especially if it's like you know we're we're this couple and we're the real real relationship and oh yeah we have this unicorn. Um, <laughs> yeah. That I, is sort of our, our yeah. pet. Um, it's you know it's yeah. you know not a real real person in this relationship. Um, so that can be a problematic term. But again, it's it's sort of about your comfort level and your intent, and you know if it's a term you like that you know feels good to you, then hey, yay, go so for if, it. So if but. you're if you're not familiar with the term unicorn, uh, it was it was the sort of as I understand it, the origin of it is um, is from the idea of um, a couple, generally with you know uh, uh, one you know one or both of them bisexual, looking for a third who will basically be their sexual plaything and and generally will will be exclusive to the couple. Oh, okay. Right? I have not I, I haven't known. That that's that's the the origin and that's why it has some stigma. Why why in particular unicorn hunters have have some stigma in um in the uh, uh, the open relationship community uh, yeah. in the poly community. So I first came across that term um, from the poly side of things, which is kind of where Nicholas and I came into open relationships from. We don't define ourselves as polyamorous, but that was the first sort of information that we read. And in the poly world, as far as I can tell, the majority of the time, the term unicorn is used very negatively or ironically. You don't want to be seen as a unicorn hunter. People will emphasize that they are not unicorns if they're a single bisexual woman. Um, whereas I hear it used a lot more lightheartedly and positively in the swinger side of things. Mm -hmm. Like the way you were talking about using a cat is not something that I've come across in the more poly-focused circles. Yeah. Except sometimes as a joke Yeah. for relationships where there is, you know, uh, a third who's a bisexual woman and maybe it'll be like affectionately and jokingly, teasingly mm -hmm. referred to that person as a unicorn, but it wouldn't be used seriously. And yeah. I'm sure that there's, you know, variety. I think... Yeah, so that was really interesting to me, the stark contrast that I noticed mm. between the way the term is used in those two worlds. I think, uh, you know, and, and I think it's become, um, it's become blurred and it's, yes. and it's become yeah. reclaimed yeah, by absolutely. bisexual people. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and like, and it, and it has usually been used to describe a bisexual woman. Yes. Um, and the idea of they're, they're so rare that yes, you know, they might as well be mythical. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, and, and especially in the swinger community, it, it tends to be used like stallion for a man uh, who, does the, <laughs> who, you know, does the same role. 
Um, because you can get stallions because, anywhere. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like, you know, they're... You know, it's this is oh, terrible. That's so funny. But I've never heard that. This is easy to come by if you're a couple who wants a man to join you, or especially if you're, <laughs> if you're a hetero couple who wants a man to join you. Um, it's <laughs> much easier find theoretically than finding a bisexual woman who will want to join you. So that's yeah. that's the distinction um, that is often made there. Yeah, and I, I think the biggest sort of you know sort of the the harmful thing about couples that you know could accurately be described as as unicorn hunters um is that generally they already have uh, a very a very codified idea of what that is going to be like what that relationship is going to be like what that person is going to be like they're generally looking for a single gal who is going to uh who's going to be exclusive with them um and which you know, often kind of goes to the one penis policy, which is, uh, which is, you know, (laughs) which is a a thing. Um, and you know, and is, is problematic for obvious reasons. You know, the, it, it, it definitely, um, uh, I I think it's worth discussing the reasons why it's. Oh yeah. 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 I, I, I think, I think the, one of the biggest reasons is, um, is because of the way it, it devalues the sexual reality of um, of female same sex mm-hmm. relationships, right? Yep. It's, so yeah. it's so it's like you know um, you can have a relationship with another woman, but there better not be any more cocks in this relationship. Well, yeah, because because cocks in penis and vagina, or I guess penis and ass, is real sex. That's real sex, and yeah. it equals ownership. I think I mm. think there's an element of ownership. There, there absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and which. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Iris, Iris, and I don't play that. Team no, Stride and Feminist, really, yeah, yeah, that's Team Stride and Feminist, feminist yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, oh, that God. is very much yeah. the where that that often yeah comes from, and the idea that yeah, for sure, oh yeah, you can go and do this with ladies because that doesn't really count, or it's you know it's displaying this for the male gaze and right. performing, you know, this act for me and my pleasure yeah. um, as, as the man. And um, yeah, like you don't get to own that sexuality. No. Nope. Nope. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And, and, no, and the, the, uh, I've, I've been really, uh, I've had anxiety about being perceived as unicorn hunters. Yeah. Because you've be- both talked to me about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and so, you know, when we're in public together, um, I I don't like being the one in the middle hands mm-hmm. mm. um, because with your little harem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want to be. You know, you, you know, it's 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 like you know, this is this is not necessarily what it what it looks like. You yeah. know, we're we're in a relationship yeah. with a with a the married woman who has you know complete autonomy and uh, you know so so yeah, it's um, it's tough when the optics. Are not necessarily the the best in terms of um, kind of you know being ambassadors for polyamory. Yeah. Well, and you've talked about how that is tricky and brings up feelings when it comes to introducing me to friends of yours, yep. at least before they've had a chance to see who I am, mm-hmm. which I think probably comes across pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but still, you know. People mm-hmm. who know you and know your values and know the way you conduct yourselves in relation to others, and then all of a sudden there's the potential that you would be seen as unicorn hunters, and yeah. how that could affect people's, you know, 
people's feelings about you or your reputation in your social circles. Or this, you know, even the idea that this might not be something that I'm particularly into and I'm kind right. of doing against yeah. my, right. you yes. know, not necessarily against my yes. will, but against my wishes. Like, I, you know, it's like <laughs> that you're putting I, up with flick. Yeah. Like I have, this. I have to do this to keep my marriage or <laughs> like, it's this thing that, that he really wants and I'm going along with it kind of grudgingly or unenthusiastically. Yeah. Um, so I think, the fact that I have been much more overt publicly with our with our friend circle mm-hmm. about my pansexuality, bisexuality, yeah. um, that making it yeah super clear what an important piece of me that is mm-hmm. really helps when we start introducing you around that like this is something I'm super into and yeah. and quite a few people have met you and I together yes. first even. Yeah, you just know, the two of us. And have seen us together and seen us holding hands and, and our interaction um, because we're certainly not, like each of us has, well, I guess there's four different relationships. Yeah, so this is are, a whole, do we there. want to go to that place? Because um, that's a whole thing. Yeah, I think. Uh, we can yeah, jump to that, I think. It yeah. sort of feels like it's yeah. coming up anyway yeah. that that we're, yeah, like, you know, Iris and I have a relationship and Iris and Flick have a relationship and Flick and I have a relationship and Iris, Flick and I have a relationship. Yes. So this is four different relationships happening. <laughs> Which Ooh, is a lot. That is a lot. I, I would actually argue that there are more than four relationships in a triad. Oh, wow. Okay. At, least in, at least in our triad. Okay. Because, um, because in, in a... Um, in many poly, poly relationships, um, you have a metamor, and you have a rela- the metamor right. Yes, the metamor relationship yes. is a relationship. It is. Yeah. And so um, there is for every um, every relationship in our relationship, there is also a metamor relationship. Right. There is there is each person's relationship. Mm to the other parent. Yeah. Yes. True. So there, and there have been, I think, situations where we haven't used that term, but looking back on it, I'm like, okay, one of the things that was tricky about this particular situation was that in this case, um, one of the people was actually the metamor, mm-hmm. right? And that's the way that, you know, responses and reactions and stuff, that's the place they were coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so, yeah. and so you can, you can see it, you can see the metamor relationship both, in the in the positives that it brings yeah. and and the negatives because you know as as a metamor I might have jealousies and insecurities mm-hmm. about yeah. the other connection but I can also have compersion and a lot of you know love and support for that and uh you know so so yeah it is um it is it's at least seven different relationships yeah. and some and the and your know, numerous relationships can be happening simultaneously and affecting each other. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So what was your poker metaphor? Oh, uh, well, I just keep coming back to that. It, it, really, <laughs> it helps me think about it clearly. Well, because yeah. in, in poker, uh, we, in poker, we, we can talk about different levels of poker. First level poker is what, what is my hand? Do I, you know, how good is it? Second level poker is what do I think my opponent has? And then third level poker is where it starts to get complicated. What do I think they think I have? 
Right. And so... And then there, I think it even goes to fourth level. At it, least can go, it, it can, can go infinite. Like, it can go infinite yeah. in terms of poker. What do I think that they think that I think that yeah. they think I have? And, and so, yeah, uh, maybe metamorph relationships can be that way too. What, you know, what is my relationship with um, my partner's relationship with our relationship? Exactly. And often that's where I find things get the trickiest. Mm-hmm. And because that can be really hard to parse out to figure out, okay, what is actually going on here in terms of how, you know, if someone's feeling off about something or... Kat just had a kind of mind-blown expression on her face <laughs> when we started talking about, yeah. yeah, the... yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think maybe the pet names is a good example of that, if you feel comfortable talking about that. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. Um, and And what, it was something I discovered when the three of us were in bed together and you two were calling each other pet names and I had a really strong visceral reaction to that. And, you know, the way that my brain works, it took me quite a few days of thinking about it to figure out what might have been the deal. Um, but eventually I, I worked out that it, it, I really felt other in that situation. Mm-hmm. It was very much, yeah. you know, it almost there, in, yeah. yeah, there were two people doing their two person thing. And I was outside of that because I'm not part of your nicknames and your pet names for Mm, each other. mm -hmm. And so it was just immediately I was outside the situation. And but at the time, it just felt bad. And um, And so you had that reaction in the moment. And then I was aware of your reaction, but I didn't know what was going on necessarily. So I had my reaction to what I thought your reaction was, which then like that can just keep going, right? You could react to what, to your perception of my reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, (laughs) it's actually one of the drawbacks of being as sensitive as we are. Like in in a lot of ways, it's great that we are so in tune with each other's very small body language and very small sort of mood shifts, but in other ways, it can be brutal because yeah. you notice those things. And I sometimes get really mad that you two notice those things. <laughs> yes. It's like, I'm trying to hide this. Yeah, I'm trying to have a yeah. private sode. I don't <laughs> yeah, have a public yeah. sode. Yeah. I need to just, I'm just trying to do this like inside yeah. and just, and, and you two are just on me. You're yeah. like, what's going on? Are you okay? And I'm like, just <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how we all say it. Yes, like that. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is not paraphrasing in any way. <laughs> no, 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 no. no That's pretty much. Just, That's how it feels though. Just a, uh, a transcript from our last sexual encounter. Yeah. Well, what, right. th- this, yeah. this kind of brings up something that, that I, that I think we, we should share with people, which is that, Occasionally, you are going to feel outside. Yeah. Right. The, oh, yeah. Not even occasionally. It's like it's just like it's part of it. It's part of it. Yeah. The, the, there is there is another connection, and you know, and that is that is self-contained. And some yeah, sometimes you're you're going to feel outside, and and I think one of the one of the 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 great transitions is uh, is getting you know being more and more compersive about when you're when you're outside and seeing that connection yeah you know i know when mm-hmm. i came down the stairs this morning and and i could hear you canoodling before i mm-hmm. could even see it <laughs> uh and and then i you know came around the corner at the bottom of the staircase yeah. and and saw you two you know wrapped around each other and i was just like oh and, um, <laughs> so yeah there's those really those lovely moments where you're outside but but still feel part of it because like I get to see that and you feel comfortable with that in front of me and, 
and it all it all feels really warm and lovely but there, there are, are those yeah. times where you're really aware that you're outside and it does not feel good or you know you see the other person's relationship moving on to a different level or things because yeah it's never gonna be even you know like we're we're all together but each individual relationship is going to develop at a different kind of pace and a different rate and you're going to see each other different amounts and you're going to want to see each other different amounts and every individual person and every connection is going to be so different that yeah it's never going to be like you know running on linear tracks of of like okay these are our relationships and and we're all at exactly the same place at exactly yeah. the same time. Because it's actual people. And because, not, yeah. the, the people are the thing that's real, not the construct. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to say that and really challenging to be mostly okay and at peace with that actually playing out. Because yeah. it's not always easy, even if you know that it's okay. And being okay with being not okay sometimes, you know, in those things and then sort of coming back to okay about it. Yeah. But there's going to be times where it really does not feel good, but that is still okay. Yeah. And then there's going to be times where it's, it doesn't feel good and it really isn't okay. And you need to be very true. You need to step up and express it. Well, you know, I, I think, um, you know, maybe you need, maybe we need to express both earlier. Right. Because I think maybe we should give some concrete examples or being pretty abstract here. Um, you got an example? Um, yeah, and tell me if it's not one you want to get into. But for example, when um, when you were away and I was spending the weekend mm-hmm. with Flick and you had a sort of reaction that you felt was irrational or a mm. need that you... Yeah. Do you, are you okay talking yeah, about that? Yeah, absolutely. Because that was your... You me. I'm an uh, exhibitionist, so... All right. Um, <laughs> but I think that's a good concrete example of a time when, like, it wasn't okay and you wanted it to be okay and you did actually like yeah yeah hard thing of stepping up and expressing it well i i kind of got badgered into doing the hard thing (laughs) (laughs) well yeah sometimes that's necessary (laughs) i don't know that i badgered you i (laughs) no you didn't really badger me but i i might have felt badgered in the moment but it doesn't mean you actually badgered me so the context Um, was cat was going to be away for the weekend and flick had invited me to spend the weekend with him and we kind of set that all up and um and i was i was (sighs) flying a distance yeah so I was leaving on the Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I don't work on Fridays. So. Yeah. yeah. And so you had planned to, to come stay on the, the Thursday night for the whole weekend. And I, yeah, I had this reaction because I'm just like, Thursday's not the weekend. <laughs> um, and, and you felt like. Yeah, it just sort of felt like you two were just rushing to be together. You yeah. couldn't wait till like the no fun person was gone or mm. you two could have the good times right. and which was and, absolutely not even slightly true. Yeah. But that's how it felt. But that's yeah, that's how yeah. it felt. And you know, with my brain chemistry and the way that it works, mm-hmm. like that is, you know, the common the common kind of thing mm-hmm. of people don't actually like you, they only put up with you. So these are messages that I deal with. So yeah. It. And I deal with them too, so I yeah. completely get it. Even while I can, I can look at it externally and be like, "That is completely irrational and not true." Yeah, but also yeah. completely get it. Yeah. So yeah. it sort of felt like a "Don't let the door hit you in the ass," <laughs> or you know, this vacuum. Like you know, I step out and this vacuum has to be filled. So boom, you're there, <laughs> and and yeah, it felt bad. And 
Well, and, and, and it played on, on some of your sort of uh, general fears of being replaced and being replaceable. Being replaceable. Yeah, being yeah. replaceable, yeah. And so, yeah, we were talking about it and, and you just sort of, yeah, you really encouraged me to, to express myself. And I was like, no, it's unreasonable. And you're like, well, be unreasonable. And, and I said that, that I had, you know, I had these fears about, about being unreasonable all the time. And you're like, well, so far it's been never. So why don't you make one unreasonable request? Yeah. And, yeah like maybe there's and, some middle ground between never and always. Yeah. And to be clear, this is you and Flick having this conversation, yes. which I want to flag because I'm going to come back to that later yeah. on. Yeah. Um, so I, I asked, I was like, okay, fine. You know, could she not stay on Thursday night? And you were like, sure. And you talked to her and she was like, sure. And, it was that easy and I just felt better because I felt sort of heard and respected and, and yeah, it just, and it was irrational because you know, there are a lot of reasons why it was perfectly reasonable for you, for you to stay that night too. But yeah, just in my head, it just felt yeah. bad. Yeah. And you mm -hmm. know, and, and my, my feeling is that, um, you know, it needs to be okay for people to make an unreasonable request. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the answer may be no, and you might have some resistance to it, but I would, in, I would encourage people to, um, you know, to, 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 you know, feel when it's okay to, um, you know, to, to help somebody with their unreasonable request, yeah. because, um, you know, we're, we're in it together, you know, and, and, you know, having the opportunity to, to make a loving gesture like that yeah. in, instead of like scorekeeping is like, no, it's not, you know, why, why is it fair that you get to do this? And so yeah. I don't, I don't get to do, do what I want. Yeah. And, you're staying Thursday night with your people. Yeah. 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 And so, so yeah, like, like, um, yeah, getting, I think, Getting away from scorekeeping in a triad. Well, uh, getting away from scorekeeping in any relationship yeah. ever, whether yeah. it's friendship or what, is yeah. always an important thing. Yeah. And that's something that has, um, I don't think ever really, it's not something we, we've never like done any conscious scorekeeping. Um, no. No. Um, but at the same time, it's something that sometimes occurs to me because we all have different levels of um, peopling thresholds, shall we say. Yes. you know, our um, amount of energy for being social and for being around people, which mm -hmm. is different from energy for fucking. Yes. <laughs> um, and so that's... So sometimes goes hand in hand. Yeah. The desire to fuck. Oh, for sure. But you can't you know. be around people. I know. And it's really funny because there have been times where we're like, we're going to fuck right away. And then we end up talking for two hours. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. we need to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, but I was thinking about a bigger point here, which is something that I find tricky from my position as the newest mm -hmm. person in this relationship. Yeah, tell us Which about is that, that um, I often feel the need to, or as if it's my responsibility to be the balancer mm. um, in terms of equal attention, time, people feeling like, you know, that everyone's feeling like their needs are being met in the way that they need. And that's not something that either of you have ever put on to me. I think it's just, it's probably a pretty common feeling for someone in that situation. So um, it can be really tricky, even if we've had very clear conversations about, you know, like, say Kat is really busy and feeling really burnt out and not up for as much socializing, but Flick and I are able to see each other more. Even if we've all talked about that and everyone has been very clear that they're fine with it, it can still feel 
tricky and I will worry. Yeah. And feel that it's my job to make sure that it's balanced. Yeah. Um, Or even just, you know, in a sexual scenario when we're all spending time together, um, there are definitely moments where I'm like, you know, aware of how I'm distributing my affection and attention Mm -hmm. in a way that is very um, externalized. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, yeah, again, it's not something that either of you have ever made me feel like it's my responsibility to do at all. And I think it's actually in many ways not a healthy thing, Mm -hmm. but it is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. I, I feel, I feel like I have often felt the, pretty much the same obligation that you've described. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, I was wondering whether you've, either of you or both of you have felt that way as well. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I definitely have. And I, I feel like, um, I feel like uh, things have been better and I've felt, you know, happier and more, you know, uh, and more actual balance when I haven't been trying to yes. be the balancer. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's where I was trying to get to. And then I just kind of lost my train of thought, but yes. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. and, and, uh, yeah. And I was, I, it's something I hadn't thought about, but you know, I realized that this, this, this hasn't been an element that's been, been preoccupying me very much at all recently. Yeah. I felt and, like less of that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's yeah it's nobody's job to manage the others yeah this isn't this isn't role-playing and it's not a codependent situation so <laughs> yeah and it's not parenting it's not parenting <laughs> oh god it's really really not um but it's easy to get into those patterns yeah. if yeah, you've, yeah. you've been in that situation i think because i don't i haven't felt that i think because i consider myself even though you two don't necessarily or maybe you do um you know i'm the one who's least able to mm, trying to figure out how to describe it least able to participate as frequently because of my social things and my introversion and my inability to people as much Mm -hmm. so i've just kind of opted out of (laughs) of (laughs) any of that sort of thing because I'm around less. So yeah, it sort of isn't really my responsibility because I'm, you know, I'm just often not there. And so it, yeah, I think yeah. just the, because I'm coming from it from such a different thing and from such a different mental space. Um, and for a while it was, it was a little weird for me that the two of you tended to see each other a little more and that sort of thing until I realized this was actually fantastic <laughs> because you both were getting to have this wonderful thing and getting to, to share each other. And I felt very connected to both of you through your connection with each other, but I didn't have to fucking be there. <laughs> <laughs> so this is cat in a nutshell. <laughs> Gosh, it's, it's so ridiculous. Well, but this has been a tricky thing for me because yeah. it's been really important for me to and really, really challenging to figure out how to make sure that you know how much I care about you and want you and want to be with you, yeah, but no, not overwhelm you. Yes. But also, you know, make sure that you do feel included and not yeah. left out and that, you know, my awareness of yeah. you needing more alone time and, yeah. it's and like spending I, more time with Flick does not mean that I don't want to spend that time with you, but yeah. also not, you know, trying not to overwhelm you with, like, 
Yeah, I don't. Let's I, do this and this and this and this and this and all the things, all the times. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to smother uh, you. I don't want to smother you. Even though I actually kind of want to smother you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and 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 um, you know, it, you know it's tricky. It's something that that I, I wish you know I given you know more thought to specifically earlier, but like you you quoted um, you know more than two mm-hmm. or paraphrased quote from more than two, which is you know the people in the relationship are more important than, than the relationship, yeah. and I think. You know, I didn't uh, actually quote that yet, but I was planning to. Okay. And I did write it down. You did so. quote. You quoted, I it, quoted in it in the notes. In the notes. Um, and you stole my quote. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk visage. Oh, Patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> um, I, I, I think I think comments made by Flick are not actually reflected by the views of On the Wet Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, uh, especially when things, you know, started to get more intense, I had a lot of attachment to the balance in the relationship. And, yeah. uh, and, and I, I think. Yeah, I remember I, that. Yeah. And I think if I had had, you know, more, if I'd been more, uh, sort of conscious of the, of the concept of, you know, that the, it's about the people and not the relationship, mm-hmm. I think it might have been easier to accept sort of the inherent imbalance or the, the kind of, the kind of wobble that happens in the relationship. And, and it's, and, and, you know, maybe, uh, I, I still feel like, you know, balance is, is a, is a, is a, a, you know, it's a lofty goal, but it's, it's more about getting, you know, uh, general equilibrium, not specifically having, you know, no wobble and no imbalance ever. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if I'd use, like, to me, imbalance and wobble are negative terms, and I actually don't see it as negative. It's figuring out the individual rhythms and flows and um, individual people's needs and energy levels and becoming comfortable with that and figuring out how to live in those different flows without it, yeah, without it having too much negative or difficult stuff going on. I don't know. It, it it's just to me again it comes back to that these are individual people and not a construct when you think yeah. of a triad as a construct the concept of balance would be one of the first things that comes to mind right mm-hmm. um but when you're actually dealing with individual people you're dealing with individual people yeah and i remember saying this really early early on that it wouldn't be possible for us to have like we're never going to have the same relationships with each other yeah. Um, and that that would be a ridiculous thing to think that we should attempt because yeah. we are individual people. And and yet I think... And yet living it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and despite saying that yeah. and believing it, I, I think that, you know, we've, we've all sometimes had an attachment Absolutely. to everything yeah. being yeah, equal, exactly. and, equal and fair. Yeah. And it's really easy to say stuff. <laughs> and, you know, and, and uh, I just to, again, acknowledge one of, um, you know, my biases and I, and I think all of our biases is, is I, I tend to, I tend to approach, uh, open relationship, non-monogamy, um, as being, uh, being, you know, coming at it being fairly rules averse. You oh, know? Yeah. And, Definitely. uh, you know, my, my feeling is that, um, that rules can commute, can replace, you know, communication and respect. And, um, yeah. And, and I, and I think that, you know, one of the, the kind of classic, um, things about unicorn hunters is mm-hmm. com- coming into it with, with rules and expectations. You know, the, oh, uh, yeah. this is the way it's going to be. And, you know, and, and maybe, maybe you haven't even decided, okay, 
Um, we're we're the senior partners. The, the newbie is the is the junior partner. Um, but I I think sometimes people think um, you know think about it almost like you know some kind of democracy, and it's like well it's not that you know our rules are more important than yours. But it is two against one. You know, we've mm-hmm. outvoted you. But in you know, in reality, everybody in in the relationship sets their own rules and their own boundaries and their own expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us have ever used the word "rule" in relation to anything. No. with each other. Just no, I that th- out there. Yeah, yeah. I, but I I think uh, you know it's it's okay to have needs and boundaries and oh, absolutely, expectations. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you know uh, the but everybody has really has equal say in the relationship because they all have equal opportunity to to opt out. Yes. And, you know. Yeah. 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 And that is something that that comes up quite often with with especially sort of the the dyad plus one version yeah. of if if one person decides to if opt out of part of the relationship, the whole thing is over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Sometimes, then, sometimes you know, it's it's if you want to have a relationship with me, you, you have, have to have a sexual yes. relationship with my partner. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I think is is maybe unique to the position of the third person is there's kind of a a, a weird investment in the health of the relationship of the two people who you're involved <laughs> yes. with, right? Yeah. Because if that starts to go sideways, your relationship is going to go sideways. Yeah. It pretty much, I mean, I don't know. I, nothing is 100%, but it, it's hard to imagine that not I have, happening. I have occasionally heard of situations where two people meet a third and they all connect. And then the sort of original couple splits and, yep. and I have heard the other that. two are now the couple. Yeah. Well, um, I, and and the the other situation happens as well where it where it it starts out as as a um as a triad and becomes a V as like yeah, one of the, one happening. of the pairings yeah. cools off and becomes more companionable mm-hmm. and and non-sexual yeah. or or at least less, you know, less uh romantic and and yeah. sexual yeah. over time. And I I think it's possible that shifts like that if it's if it's a really strong, really healthy relationship, I could see it being possible for shifts like that to happen to and to continue and to shift over yeah, time. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. You know that happens, you know, in my marriage. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there happens. are times when we're all up on each other and having fun all the time, and times when we're just kind of getting the laundry done and tolerating each other. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And you know, friendships that happens, yeah, you want to see each other all the time and then you don't see each other for six months. Um, so so yeah. You know, remembering that that connection is um, is variable and and yeah. is is you know can be quite different, and then that can be just fine. Um, and I like the idea of being open to shift. That, yeah, for sure. Um, as opposed to like, okay, it shifts and therefore it's over, yeah. or this it, is bad. Yeah, or this, this is, is bad. This is wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I don't know. No, a, a lot of a, a lot of people in the polyamory community like to use the term transition rather than breakup, right? It's mm. right, a relationship it, transition. Yeah, yeah relationship transition because you know, especially if you've been in a long term uh, yeah. relationship. It's unlikely that you will not have a relationship. You will have mm-hmm. some relationship for, you know, may, maybe for the rest of your lives, at least for a long time after. And so transition is often a lot more accurate and, you know, and can be a healthier way to, to look at those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So we can revisit this in however many years. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we've talked about a lot of serious, various things. And, um, you know, we should maybe talk about... Yeah, let's talk about the fun stuff. Yeah, like, why the hell would you do this? (laughs) If this is all the stuff that's involved. like Right? It's a good question. Who would even want to do this? Yeah. Well, um... (laughs) As everybody knows, poly- polyamory is not actually about sex. Yeah, it's not no, about the it's sex. It's not about no, the sex. No, it's, no it's definitely not about the sex. Except, <laughs> <laughs> um, except that it's, except you know, it's, totally, about it's totally about sex. Except what it is. It never is except when it is. Yes. So, yeah. So, we like to have sex. We do like to have sex. And we like to have dirty, really dirty, dirty sex. sex. Yeah, we're a bunch of pervs. And yeah, yeah we having three curves <laughs> in the bed really ramps <laughs> up like, the options. There's so of, many possibilities. Curvy things you can do to one another, yeah. mm-hmm. and I feel like we've struck a fairly good balance. Even though obviously we were talking balance, and, and we yeah. should drink when we say balance. Balance Maybe. drink. Yeah, we've only said journey once so far. Oh, now we said now it. Now said it again. Yeah, two drinks. I'm just trying to get me drunk. Yeah. We should also drink every time we say unicorn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this God. is the triad drink. Oh, right? God. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> I'll work on uh, creating a proper blog post. Blog post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the triad, triad drinking triad game. Drinking game. Um, but, yeah, so we, you know, we do, we try to somewhat take turns on who gets to have their <laughs> their kinky or, or perverted or, you know, filthy fantasies Oh, do we fulfilled. take turns? Because that means I'm next. Sure. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we, yeah. So we've ha- we've had a lot of fun with with exploring. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to try? And you know, sometimes those things work out super well, and sometimes it's like that was a really interesting idea that in reality wasn't an option. And sometimes you end up crying instead of fucking. That is true. Or like talking and processing yeah, for two hours yeah, yeah. on your birthday instead of getting really thoroughly fucked. <laughs> sometimes both. And and sometimes both. And often it's totally cool that that yeah. is, is how it plays out. Um, and that is one of the differences, I would say, between a triad relationship, and I'm doing air quotes here, versus fuck buddies, I would say. Yeah. Is there is that, I, I feel a level of comfort um, and safety in exploring things that I have not done before and, yeah. um, you know, maybe feeling self-conscious or nervous or insecure about trying yeah. with you yeah, because of the safety and security that I feel with you, whereas yeah. I don't think I'd be comfortable going there with someone that I didn't have that with. Yeah, it's it's like if this yeah. if I don't like this, this and this go, or this goes horribly wrong, it it's not you know yeah it's it's not going to yeah. be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. So that's a I think that's one of the why would you do this? Mm-hmm. Things Absolutely. That for me. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can try the dirty sex, and if it's really bad, that's cool. it's just it's it's cool. Although there is something I mean, to be said about trying something like really yeah. out there with someone you don't know very well That's because true too. <laughs> if they judge you then you don't have you to look them to. in the face the next day. <laughs> it's like you could just That's also true. Um, yeah. you yeah. can just ghost that yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, there's some security yeah. with that. But also, yeah, yeah. I much yeah, prefer yeah. the getting vulnerable um, yeah. and expressing like I've been allowed to say things that like I want to do this thing that you know, at one point, I would have been way too ashamed totally. to be like, you know what, we should try. Um, but I get, I have the freedom to to ask for all sorts of delightful things, like mm-hmm. like the DP I got last night, right. um, and that you two were 
willing to spend like hours to get me ready. Because, it was so fun. Um, but I, you know, I felt a lot of insecurity about yeah. allowing me being the center of attention like that as much as I am an attention whore. Big surprise. Um, but it, to be there and to be that vulnerable for, for hours and yeah. be, and be like, no, this is, this is something that's challenging and it's not, you know, anal queen is not on my resume. Um, and it's not on your swinger card. No, gosh. No. <laughs> no, but basically your, your default is anal snot. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a hard yeah. no, um, yeah. Yeah. in almost every circumstance. And so to, to be willing to, to try to get there with you two and, and we got there. Holy cow. Did we get there? Um, I know I'm, I'm having trouble focusing on <laughs> going back there. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, it definitely allows for, for those really amazing opportunities, yeah. you know, and as well, like when just, when the two of, just the two of us, oh my gosh, um, when the two of us have gotten together, yeah. Iris, there's no just there. It is. No, there isn't. No, um, absolutely not. we've had just these spectacular encounters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and as I'm sure the two of you have had. And yeah, no, we just really, sit on no, the couch. No, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure from, from the photos that get sent to me that, <laughs> that is the case. Um, and the throws that are always in, in the machine when I go to do laundry. Oh, uh, busted. But, but yeah, yeah, so we, yeah. we get to have these really special moments yeah, together as, as the three, but also, yeah, we have some, some pretty good times yeah. as well. And there's um, two women who are just... You know, we're still relatively early on in the days of exploring our sexuality, you know, intensely with another woman. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, pretty phenomenal and special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and like, um, one of, one of the general benefits of, of non-monogamy is, you know, of course, exploring things that aren't really your partner's interest, you know, yeah. and, and there's a difference yep. between your partner being willing to step up and be GGG and you know and having someone who's like you know really enthusiastic uh participant so you know so um you know and and not just not just kinks but also other interests you know whether whether it's you know um uh you know going going to uh, gaming cons or something or the types types of cuisine that you get your partner isn't interested in yeah or like hobbies or or not even hobby hobbies like your favorite movies if you like yeah if you like horror movies and your partner doesn't you know you can go see those with someone and yeah i'm so happy that my partner's girlfriend is into some of like the crazy adrenaline seeking stuff that he's into and like hardcore like backpacking hiking and stuff i'm like great you go do that like yeah, and yeah. The, the, the two of you are are way more physically affectionate mm-hmm. in public. Well, yeah. I think in general, I but in general, also yeah. in public. And I'm so uncomfortable with that. But the two of you can just have that, and it's lovely. Um, and I can just like go somewhere else. <laughs> um, and so it's you know it's you get to like you know you get to pass you get to pass things off that you wouldn't want to do but you also get to see another person get this yeah from someone else mm-hmm. which is you it's know someone cool. you care about getting to have these things with someone else that you care about yep. and that's that's a pretty that's pretty fucking awesome place absolutely to be. so um what sort of things should people know when they're getting involved in the triad some some of the you know what uh about how to treat your your you know your your triad partners 
we we have covered this a fair bit and just like treat them like a person which you know yeah what which again that's one of those things you know don't treat treat people as things treat them as people um people are not things it is again it's one of those things that's easy to say yeah and sometimes a little trickier to um to recognize if it's actually going to happen um not that i've ever felt like that at all with either of you um, well, you know, we sometimes treat you like a thing, but you've often well, yeah, no, but that's a, you know, yes, that's <laughs> often in, in that moment. <laughs> yes, that's consensual, consensual objectification. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. completely different. Yeah. <laughs> well, one one of the things, one of the, <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> one of the things that that um, that we that we try to do, that Kat and I try to do, is to is to try to compensate for a couple privilege mm-hmm. right to try to to try to offset some of the natural um uh some some of the the natural stuff that that could potentially lure you know uh lead to us you know ganging up on you or defaulting you know so i feel like like cat especially will often you know make make sacrifices um for for stuff yeah. that sort of you know your spousal default because um you know it's mm-hmm. it's um it's important to to us and to her to that that you know you you see the you know sort of the regard and respect and that we that we have for you in the relationship yeah. mm-hmm. so this weekend is a good example of that right when we were talking about sleeping arrangements mm-hmm. and that was pretty funny because of course we're all like I no, but know. what you want is more important to me. Yeah. No, but what you want is more important to me. And I was joking, like imagining us all sleeping everywhere except on beds because because <laughs> <laughs> no one wanted to be the one that yeah, d- yeah. decided about the bed. Yeah, and you ended up saying no, like deciding that what felt best for for you two was for um, Flick and I to share the bed, and specifically mentioning how that kind of dismantles couple privilege. And I mean, also. You like your space, yeah, part of it, and knowing that is part of what made me feel okay about it. But also, well, yeah, like, and that know, was sort of how, how I felt like I convinced you was like, well, I yeah. actually love to spend it, no. and I know that's by true. myself, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah trying um, to have you, but, but you'll sort of know that I never offered to be part of. Oh, I know, <laughs> and I never suggested that either <laughs> with you because I would have been fine with it. <laughs> I adore you, but you would have killed me. But that would not go well. No, um, no, that would, no. And uh, so, yeah, it was. <laughs> I was. I was very happy, and I and I was the first person uh, who said, "Like, why don't the two of you sleep yeah. together?" We had a we had a big king size bed, and we had a, a separate a, nice a separate uh, big queen size. It was seemed very large, and. And yeah, it was. It just worked out really well. So. It did work out, and and I and I loved knowing that the two of you got to got to snuggle, and it, yeah, it felt really good for me. So. Yeah, I'm glad. Well, because and, you, you, and that was really that was really touching for me, you know, and I you, felt comfortable accepting it. I knew you well, weren't like you know putting yourself out in yeah. a way that was really uncomfortable or yeah. anything. Like no, that, you know, you just, <laughs> right? Exactly. You just sleep together. I'll be oh, fine no. well, by yeah, myself that's, down the yes, hall. Yes, and don't do that. That would be a thing not to do. Well, <laughs> what, what, what? You, sh- you shouldn't, like, you know, offer something that you actually don't right. want to do? Yeah. yeah, that would not, though. That's that's a don't. Then you yeah. can also get angry and judge people for taking you up yeah. on it because they should know you better. They should know that they oh, should God. refuse that offer, right? They should yeah. know. Yeah. That, God, uh, it's so easy to do that kind of thing, like, you know, joking. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. It's it's really easy to yeah. to to make a gesture that you didn't really intend, expecting the person to refuse. Yeah, yeah just but, don't do but that. But don't do that. Don't, don't do that. that. Yeah. Don't do that. 
Okay. Something that is really important to me, um, and I'm actually not sure how much we've even talked about this. Yeah, I see. Um, we were running short on time. Um, but this is really important to me to mention is the reality is if you are in a triad relationship and two of the people live together, they spend more time together. Yes. That is just the, that is the practical reality. They spend way more time together and therefore they have way more opportunities to talk about this relationship, to talk about how they're feeling about anything in life that might impact that relationship. Um, So give that third person opportunities to be part of discussions of difficult feelings, to know what's going on, to know when there's something that's affecting you in a way that they're going to pick up on. But especially if it's something difficult, I think it, um, that is, that's probably one of the biggest things. Um, Don't, go having discussions between the two of you, work through a bunch of stuff and come to a decision and then pass the decision or the Coles notes or the revelation mm. or whatever onto the third person without giving them a chance to be part of that process. Yeah. Um, because you might get it wrong. Yes. Yeah. You need their perspective as part of that. And like, I need to feel included in yeah. those types of things. For sure. Um, because yeah, that can be both very othering and very very patronizing yeah. and a great way to just get it wrong. You know, if you have this big discussion between two of the people, or, you know, even if it with any two of the people, if you have a big discussion and you, you work it all out and you figure it out, and then you just pass it on to the third yeah. person. It's very tempting mm-hmm. to want to isolate yeah. somebody from the drama. It's like, yes. okay, yeah, yeah. let's yeah. have the drama, and then we can have the, yeah. the, the post-drama yeah. conversation yeah. once everything's solved. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. That's not, yeah, that's not... Let them have their share of the drama. Right? Share the drama. This fucking train going by as we're trying yeah, to wrap really up. Loud, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like... Yeah. I, okay. It is really good timing yeah, to wrap we do up, have to and we do have 10 lost. minutes to get out of this <laughs> oh, we gotta get the hell out of here. So... Uh, yeah, I, I actually, we might have to do this again. I want to go. I, what, what, we can actually do this last okay. part. Um, actually, I can. I can just do do sure. now, just as a list. We don't. Okay. Need, we don't need to have I'm any. Just gonna read the list. Yeah, I'm just gonna read the list. Right. I'm just gonna go really quickly through some some notes about what to think about when you're getting involved in a triad. Uh, number one, if you're in a couple, your relationship will change. It's it's going to be a challenge, and change is going to happen. Uh, your position in the triad and your relationships in it will fluctuate. So if being the most important person all the time is a, require, a requirement, then a triad dynamic isn't for you. There will be imbalance. Not maybe. There will be. You must communicate like crazy. It's always true in non-monogamy, but it's especially true here. And keep in mind what Iris said about bringing everybody into the discussion rather than talking around them and informing them of, of the decision. And everyone in the relationship must have autonomy, have their needs taken into consideration, having restrictive rules that really only effectively apply to one person in the triad. It's unfair. It takes away from them feeling like a respected person. Ultimately, those rules are going to end up shackles that mm-hmm. they're going to want to break out of. Not the good kind of shackles. <laughs> and not the good kind of <laughs> And, you know, you will be surprised regularly. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, by meeting each other in the first place. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And making out against all of your oh, inner uh, feelings as three people in, in a local neighborhood pub. Yeah, and you also get to surprise people regularly, like that poor guy after... Uh, <laughs> Oh. Yeah. So.
Wow. Um, <laughs> so yes, thank you all yeah, so much you. for listening. Thank you, Iris, for joining us and talking with us. I feel like we could have really talked for about two hours here. Yeah. Um, but it's been delightful. But we need to get the fuck out of yes. this Airbnb before they show up and we're still in our underwear. <laughs> can I just so, jump in and suggest, like, if people had specific questions or things we didn't cover, they could let you know. Let you know, and yeah, we can always do this again. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we can definitely talk a yeah. bunch more about this. Uh, so thank you so much. Okay, bye. 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 Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Wet Coast Cat, at Sirius Flick, at On the Wet Coast. You can email us info at onthewetcoast.com. You can read Cat's blog at onthewetcoast.com or on lifeontheswingset.com under the blog title On the Wet Coast. You can also hear a lot more of Cat by buying the audiobook of Cooper S. Beckett's novel. A Lifeless Monogamous. Available at alifelessmonogamous.com. Enter code WETCOAST at checkout to save 10%. Our theme music is A Naked Gun, Bank Assault by Francesco Dandria. Episode music is Puzzle Pieces by Lee Rosevear. Do 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 outro music. Do do outro music. Well, I think that should just be the outro music. Right, that song is stuck in my head. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. 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 <laughs> Sunday morning mimosas in our underwear. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Wicked Pictures contract star and director Jessica Drake. You're listening to a Swing Set podcast on Swing Set FM.